Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I'lamu. You should know. Don't just think about it. Don't just have a rough understanding of it. You should know this. Have knowledge of this. Have ilm of this. Is there a difference between having ilm and having a somewhat understanding or information about something? Is there a difference? One is a person who studied a science and there's another person who's just googled randomly or heard different things. Is there a difference? There's a huge difference. The one who has ilm, does he have conviction? Yes. And with that conviction, is he able to understand and then apply the knowledge that he has learned? Yes. So, i'lamu, have knowledge of this fact. That annama, that indeed, al-hayatu dunya, the worldly life, meaning the reality of worldly life, is what? That worldly life is only la'ibun. وَلَهْوًا وَزِينَةٌ وَتَفَاخُرٌ بَيْنَكُمْ وَتَكَاثُرٌ فِي الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَوْلَادِ Five things Allah mentions over here. The worldly life is described in five terms. What's the first one? That it is la'ib. What is la'ib? Play. Basically, la'ib is used for the activity that a person does with his Jawarih with his limbs, meaning it's a physical activity, physical occupation and activity for the purpose of enjoyment. Alright? So worldly life is la'ib. It is physical occupation and activity. Meaning it is something that keeps you occupied and busy as much as you let it. You could be busy in la'ib of this world all day long. Physically busy. And isn't it so? That you wake up in the morning and you have work to do. What work to do? Get out of your bed. Go use the bathroom. Get dressed up for the day. Go fix your room. And then go do something. And then after that something, go do something else. And then after that, do something else. Isn't it? It's all work. It's all chores. It is la'ib. Then it is walahwun. It is a distraction. Diversion. What is lahu? Lahu is the state of the heart. When the heart is distracted from what is more important. So worldly life is a distraction. Meaning when you're occupied with it, then it distracts you from what? From what you were sent here to do. What were we sent here to do? To worship Allah. To build our home in the hereafter. In paradise. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created Adam alayhi salam, put him in Jannah, and then from there, he sent him to the dunya. Isn't it? But then, on the day of judgment, people will either go back to their real home, Jannah, or they will end up somewhere else. So lahu, worldly life, is a distraction. Distraction from what? From Allah's dhikr. From salah. From the matters of the akhirah. From what we were sent here to do. From the purpose of our lives. Wazina. And it's also beautiful. It's also an adornment. Zina. What is zina? Decoration. And what is decoration? Something that's attractive. Something that looks good. It's beautiful. Why does something look beautiful to us? Has it ever happened with you that you see something, you really like it because it looks beautiful? 
But then, when you buy it, as you leave the store, you see another store. And there's something else which seems to be more beautiful. Yeah? And when it's more beautiful, what you just bought, does it become less beautiful in your eyes? Yeah. As you use it, what is it that you remember? Something else that was more beautiful. So this worldly life, yes, it is beautiful. But it's beautiful for you because it's all you've seen. So that's why you get lost in it. It's not ultimate beauty. There's something else that's more beautiful. And what is that? It's Jannah. So, wazinatun. It is, it is beautification. It's nice. It looks good. And then, watafakhur. Fourthly, it is also tafakhur baynakum. Tafakhur is from fakhr, fakhara. And fakhr is basically to boast, to show off. Remember fakhar? Fakhar. Potter is clay. Right? When something is made of clay, baked, alright? Then what happens when you touch it, when you knock on it? Does it make sound? Yes. This is what fakhr is. That a person cannot help but make noise about his accomplishments or about his gifts or characteristics. And tafakhur is to boast to one another. To show off in front of each other. So worldly life is about tafakhurum baynakum. And it is also said that fakhr in particular is to boast, to show off about things that you didn't really do anything to get. It's not your achievement. You were just given that. Like a person feels very proud of the fact that he belongs to a certain family. Or because they're of a certain height. Or because of their skin type. Or because of their race. Or because of their parents. Or because of their husband. Or because of their children. My husband's a doctor, you know. Or my son is in med school, you know. Right? I mean, things like that. Tafakhurum baynakum. This dunya is all about impressing each other. That you're just constantly striving to impress one another. And really, if you think about it, so many choices that we make in daily life, they're based on what? They're based on what? How will I look in front of others? Is this okay before others? Will they like it or not? Always we're afraid of being judged by people. We want to leave a good impression. I'm not saying that leaving a good impression doesn't matter. It's just the reality that this is what we are concerned about most of the time. And people who want to do things their own way, we condemn them. That what's wrong with you? Isn't it? So, tafakhurun baynakum. And then, وَتَكَاثُرٌ فِي الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَوْلَادِ تَكَاثُرْ From kathra. What is kathra? To have more. And takathur is to compete to have more. It's a constant competition to increase and grow. In what? In wealth and children. In wealth and children. You know, there's a concept that it's proven that you know a person, their salary is an average of the salary of their five closest friends or acquaintances. This is true for economics. Alright? But they say this also affects the language of a person and we are a product of who we interact with. Right? If you put garbage in, garbage is gonna come out. If you put good stuff in, good stuff is gonna come out of your mouth. Right? And this is the reason why our company affects us. And we should be very careful about whose company we choose. Right? So, تَكَاثُرٌ فِي الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَوْلَادِ That there is a constant 
struggle, a competition to increase in wealth that so-and-so is making this much money, I have to make this much money also. I mean, seriously, why is it that we go buy certain things? Because we saw somebody else using it. We saw that somebody else bought it, so it's about time we buy it also. Right? And well, awlad, some people, they also compete in having children. I don't know how, but they do. So-and-so has five kids, I gotta have ten. They do. And this is true. Really. I'm not joking. Alright? I remember once I went somewhere, and somebody asked me, so how many kids do you have? I said two. She said, yeah. I said, how many do you have? I have four. I'm like, good for you. <laughs> MashaAllah. Beautiful. Right, but don't boast. You know, don't make me feel less just because I have two kids and you have four. Right? Of course, this is also in the accomplishments of the children, right? That increase in children, not just in their numbers, but also in their accomplishments. That so-and-so's son is going to this school, you better go to, to a better school. Right? So-and-so's daughter is getting married, my daughter must get married also. Yeah, I know she's only 17, but you know what? All her friends are getting engaged and she's still... Yes. I've seen mothers freaking out because their daughters are 19 and they're not engaged. Or they're 17 and they're not engaged. I mean, yes, it's nice they get married when they're ready. However, why is there a sense of competition? Takathurun fil amwali wal awlad. That they have more, I gotta have more also. This is the reality of this life. And isn't this such a reality check? I mean, this is exactly how this world is. But we're so crazy about it. It is larib. You see, larib, think of a child. A child who's playing with something. You know, for a child, their toy is what? Their precious possession. And for you, it's annoying. Right? For them, it's that precious piece of Lego that is so important because it has to go in a certain place. And for you, it's something that just hurt your foot. So you just want to pick it up and throw it away. But God forbid if you throw it away, if you put it away, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. It's important to them, but it's useless to you. And this is, this is how this world is. Something that matters so much to you, you put so much hard work into it, you put your life into it. But for another person, yeah, useless. I mean, think about how much time and effort you put into cleaning your, let's say, sink. Right? You just nicely clean it, now it's dry, no dirty dish, and somebody comes, and they put their dirty dishes in. This is a larry, right? Go ahead. I was just thinking that all of these things, I think many of the times in our societies, in our cultures, there's a sense of competition where we feel that resources are limited. Spots are limited. This is limited. If you don't go to the store now, you won't get it. There's this thing that's put in us. If you look at the deen, in a way, of course, alhamdulillah, if it's in your risk, if it's for you, will be there. But this is the dunya, and things are finite, and resources will eventually run out. And it's because we think that short-term way where I need to get this or I won't, not, like everything is going to get ruined, that we don't look at the bigger picture. Which is that, you know, if I don't get it now, if my child doesn't get married now, or if this doesn't happen now, if I don't ever have kids now because I can't have kids, eventually in Jannah I will get that. So, I mean, the thing is that no matter what you get in this world, what is its nature? It is temporary. It is temporary. Even if you get the best thing at the best time, in the best way, you know what? One day you're going to lose it. One day it's going to finish. It's not going to stay with you forever. So 
this is the deception of this life that Allah says, "Irlamu, know that this is a life. This is just a play." I mean, how we make certain things so important? You know, we're so anxious about it that my house needs to be perfect, or my, you know, my clothes need to be perfect, and this needs to be done at this time. And then we run around trying to complete all those chores, and you get everything perfectly done. But then, what happens at the end? You know, it's amazing. Sometimes I see or I hear. Sometimes I experience this also that how so much effort goes into cleaning your house. Why? Because some guests are coming. And then what happens when the guests leave? What is the state of your house? Seriously? And there you are, exhausted in your body. You spent so much money, so much time and energy into larib. We see examples of things as temporary all the time. Fashions and technology and fads, they come in one season, they go out the other. Uh, there was a poster I saw when I was younger in one of my schools that 30 years from now it won't matter what jeans you wore and what bought, like, you know, what items you bought and so on and so forth. And it's really a constant reminder that all of these things that we feel like we need now to fit in, even if it's an assumption that we've been taught to feel because of like the materialistic society and so on, it's many years down. Like I look back now, it's like, oh, this brand of jean was once upon a time really famous, but now I don't even remember its name. Exactly. So it is larib and lahu. It's a distraction. You're amusing yourself constantly, trying to please yourself through different things, indulging yourself in different things for a level of satisfaction. But it's essentially distracting you from what? From your life's purpose. And it's zina. It's beauty. How? The clothes, the food, even education, career. These are all different forms of zina or physical looks. right? And then when you have it all, you got to show it off also. Otherwise, what's the point? So then tafakhur begins. And then when you show off, you realize, well, they've got better stuff than me. And then it's, it leads to takathur. Right? It's like a rat race. I mean, never ending. Yes. My question is that you mentioned about, uh, you gave the example for guests. Like it's a so I'm just wondering what's, what's the, balance the balance approach, yes. right? Because these things are part of life. We yes. can't ignore. Exactly. But we have to take a balanced approach that we don't neglect what's our responsibilities from Allah yeah. and we don't neglect the society as well. Exactly. So what's the balance? First of all, realize the reality of these things and invest accordingly. Invest accordingly. How? You know, I'm not saying don't clean your house for your guests. Please do clean your house. Nobody likes to come to a dirty house. right? It's important. But it should not be your number one priority. It should not be your number one priority. It should not be the worry that you wake up with and that you go to bed with. That you get angry about with your husband and your children. That you, because of which you're constantly threatening the family, you know, with different things, or creating a fuss or, or moody and upset because the house is not clean and the house is not clean and the house is not clean. Right? So it should not become an obsession. It should not become an obsession. And then secondly, give it its haq, give it its time, clean up, like the Prophet ﷺ, when he would be at home, what would he do? He would be in the assistance of his family. He would do housework. So housework, there's nothing wrong with it. But we really need to see that how much we have cluttered our lives. How much we have cluttered our lives. 
recently somebody mentioned that I'm not sure if it's true or not but they mentioned it and I thought about it and I, and I think they were right that President Obama he wears only gray or blue or black and I was thinking about it really all the times that I've seen any of his pictures his shirts and his suits that's what they are and the reason is so that every morning you know he says that I have important decisions to make and I don't want that more of my time is going into deciding what I should wear I mean, we know how much time goes into deciding what I should wear, right? So we have cluttered our lives. Cluttered our lives. Just look at the amount of things that have taken you know, a fair share in our lives. That first we have to find the right item, of the right color, of the right size, and then it has to go in the perfect spot, and then it requires maintenance, and that maintenance is going to take time from you. So, you know, the more stuff you have, the more cleaning you got to do. The less stuff you have, the less cleaning you got to do. I'm not saying throw everything out. But I'm just saying think about this aspect as well. Right? Think about this aspect as well. That how much we have cluttered our lives. And no matter what we buy, remember it's going to be a burden. It's going to be a burden. So it's necessary to declutter every now and then. Right? So, so this is one thing. And another thing is that Just because guests are coming, that doesn't mean that our salah is getting compromised. And our morning or evening adhkar are getting compromised. Take time for that also. You know, for example, for many women, it's like, I have to prepare food myself. I have to cook myself. Because I know how to cook that food really well, or this particular dish really well. And I mean, I'm not taking my guests to a restaurant. I'm inviting them to my house, so I have to cook. Why? If you don't have that much strength and energy and time, then buy food from somewhere else if you're able to. Right? I mean, think about how you can value your time and your energy and your abilities so that you can do what Allah sent you here to do. Instead of letting your life be taken and consumed by this world. Because no matter what work you do here, it's a larib, it's a play. SubhanAllah, before marriage, I was a little crazy person, crazy obsession of cleaning my house, like which is not my, my parents' yeah. house, you know. I would yell around if one little piece of dirt was on the floor. My kitchen was only my kitchen, like nobody was allowed to touch it. It was crazy, SubhanAllah. And then after marriage, the whole world changed for me because I got married to a man who was... Yeah, oh, the man. Okay. <laughs> Don't say anything bad about him. Continue. Subhanallah. Like, you know, and, and then now I think about it, and I was like, it's like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put me in such a situation so that I calm my mind. You know, the way I was before, I would yell at everybody. Like, it was so mm-hmm. bad. And now I'm just like, I'm throwing my things around. <laughs> I was like, I can. Yeah. It's okay. Um, I think I mentioned this earlier to you also. I went to a seminar by Sheikh Mahmoud al-Sharif, and right at the beginning, he asked a question that who's a clean freak here? I raised my hand. You know, I'm. I am. I am a clean freak, in many ways, and I was really bad before. All right, in terms of being a clean freak. So I raised my hand, and I think some other people did also. I hope so. <laughs> He said, if you're a clean freak, you're a miserable person. You're a miserable person. Because the fact is that it is not possible to have things 100% clean 24-7. It's not possible. You're either going to deteriorate in your health 
or your mind is going to go crazy, right? Or you're not going to be able to do anything in your life. Because things are meant to get dirty. Assalamualaikum. Just to add to the cleaning thing, there's a thing in chemistry called entropy, which is the study that shows that, or it's a science that shows that the world is like to be in chaos than to be in order because there's more probability, there's more ways to be messy than there is to be clean. So that's why if you clean your room, then it easily gets to, um, it's just like messy, but it like doesn't like you leave your room and come back. And if it's messy and then you come back, it's going to be clean. It's not yeah. going to be that, that way because that's the way the world that's works. That's just how it is. Yeah. So like the world itself is showing you that it's not possible. So It's unnatural. Yeah. It's unnatural. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. And this is something that we need to remind ourselves of. So anyway, Now there is a beautiful connection between all of this also. That how la'ib, especially this is a concern for who? For children. When they're younger, the focus of their life is what? Just play, play, play. They don't want to eat. They don't want to sleep. They don't want to study. They don't want to go to school. Or if they go to school, they don't want to write or even color because that's a waste of time. They'd rather play. They don't want to use the bathroom because it's a waste of time. Right? Their whole life's focus is what? Larib. And then what happens? Lahwan. Distraction. Entertain me. I want fun. I want fun. This is so boring. That is so boring. I want fun. As kids get older. And then what happens? There comes a stage where zina, zina, zina. Right? Zina on the eyes, zina in the hair, zina in the club. It becomes an obsession. There was a time when teenagers were obsessed with this, but now we see even younger children being obsessed with their zina. And then what happens? Tafakhur. My impression on others. When people go to college, right? Or university, or as they grow older, tafakhur. It's all about boasting, being able to impress others. And then, as people grow older, then it's just takathur fil amwal wal awlad. But no matter what it is, no matter how beautiful it appears to you, no matter how important it is to you, what is the reality of this world? Kamathali ghaythin. Allah gives an example. That it is like the example of ghayth. What is ghayth? Rain. And rain, what kind of rain? That is much needed. That is life bringing. The right, the perfect amount. Meaning when there's been a dry season, and finally there is rain, and because of that rain, what happens? There is vegetation. So, kamathali ghaythin, as a result of this rain, of course there is going to be growth. This growth, arjaba al-kuffara nabatuhu. Arjaba, it pleases. It pleases who? Al-Kuffara, the farmers. Kuffara is a plural of kafir. And remember the word kafir means two things. One, denier, the more common meaning. But literally the word kafir actually means a farmer. Because kafara is to cover, to hide something. And a farmer, he, he covers the seed, he hides the seed. So that it will grow. So, arjab al-Kuffara nabatuhu. It's vegetation, it's resulting vegetation. It pleases the farmers. Not even farmers, think about yourself. If you ever put some seeds in some wet paper towel in a cup and you leave it by the window and after a few days when you see something coming out of it, does it make you happy? Does it make you happy? Yes, it does. Multiply that by many times and think of a farmer whose work, whose business, whose career is what? Farming. 
And finally, when he sees his crop growing, think about how happy he is. But then what happens? ثُمَّ يَهِيجُ But then it dries up. يَهِيجُ هَا يَجِيم هَيج And هَيج is basically when a plant turns, becomes dry. Why? Because of lack of water, because of extreme heat, or simply because of a natural cycle. That's just supposed to happen. It's just supposed to happen. I mean, even when you have plants indoors, what happens to them? Do you see leaves turning yellow? Yeah? You get flowers. You put them inside. You make sure they have sufficient light. They have the water. You even put the flower food in the vase. But then what happens after a couple days? Do they dry out? This is hage. What is hage? When a plant dries up, it begins to die. Why? Because it's lived its life. It's meant to die now. Or because there's lack of water, or it's too hot, or it's winter, it's cold now, so it dies. So, ثُمَّ يَهِيجُ This crop also eventually يَهِيجُ And then فَتَرَاهُ مُصْفَرًا Then you see it turned yellow. مُصْفَرًا صَاد فَارَا It's used for something that has turned yellow. But when you think of yellow, don't think of yellow as in of sunflowers. No. Think of yellow as in that dirty brown, beige. That's not beautiful. Almost, you know, dark brown, black from the sides. It loses its color. فَتَرَاهُ مُصْفَرًا And not just that. ثُمَّ يَكُونُ حُطَامًا Then it turns into حُطَام. What is حُطَام? حَطَامِيم Broken pieces of something. Crumbles. You can literally crumble that dried flower or those dried leaves in your hand. فَتَرَاهُ مُصْفَرًا ثُمَّ يَكُونُ حُطَامًا Allah says this is the example of the worldly life. It's so important to you. That la'ib is so important to you. But you know it's not going to last for long because every game ends. Doesn't it? There's so much hype in that game. People are going crazy. So excited. So much money has gone into it. But then, eventually it ends. It becomes history. It becomes history. In that moment, it feels so important. But in reality, it's just lost in history. It is lahu, constantly distracting you from your purpose of existence. The work you were sent here to do. It is zina. It is beautiful. That's why you get attracted by it. You fall in love with it. And you make serious mistakes. It is tafakhur, constant comparison with others, seeking their approval. But no matter how much you impress others, that is also temporary, it's going to go away. It is takathur, no matter how much you have today, you will need more tomorrow. The reality of this life is what? That it is fleeting. You admire it like crazy. You give so much of yourself to it, but it is short. At the end, it crumbles. ثُمَّ يَكُونُ حُطَامًا Think of anything that you have right now or that you had before. You used to have it, but now, finished. You know, the other day I was looking at this, uh, I was going through some old stuff, trying to clean up, and I found an old phone. It was the first iPhone. Remember the first iPhone? Everybody was so crazy about it. And that iPhone, the one that I had, was actually cracked. 
Okay? And my daughter, she saw it and she said, can I have it? I'm like, sure. Here, play with it. And she played with it. And then she threw it and then we couldn't find it. And then, yeah, we found it somewhere in the toys. How much value that phone had once upon a time. And now it's worth near me is also what? It's just a burden. Maybe I would keep it so that maybe once, you know, maybe sometime in the future I might be able to sell, but it's broken, it's cracked. It doesn't even work. You can't even charge it. I don't even have a charger for that thing. It's useless. This is the reality of this life. It's fleeting. It's temporary. It's going to leave you. This is a very temporary attachment that you have with this world. A very temporary journey. That's going to end very soon. What is it that's going to last forever? وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ عَذَابٌ شَدِيدٌ وَمَغْفِرَةٌ مِّنَ اللَّهِ وَرِضْوَانٌ In the hereafter is either severe punishment or there is forgiveness from Allah and His approval. But this will be given based on what? Based on what you've done in this life. وَمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا مَتَاعُ الْغُرُورِ and the worldly life is nothing except mata'ul ghurur. Look at these words. Mata'r is enjoyment. Something that is used. And al-ghurur of deception. Meaning you enjoy it, you use it, and you must, or else you can't survive. But as you use it, it deceives you. So there is a constant need to stay alert. And isn't it amazing? I mean, you tell yourself, I have to be careful, I have to be careful. But then what happens? You go buy stuff and then you get lost in them. You spend so much time, you waste your time, you waste your energy. As you use these things, you get deceived. It is a matar, which means you can't do without it. But it is al-ghurur. It's going to deceive you. So, remain alert. Remain alert. Why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala send us over here in this world? For what? For His worship. It's a journey, right? For what? To make our home in Jannah. But what happens is that we forget the reason why we're here and we get lost in what? In the present moment. In this present dunya. And because of that we make serious mistakes. We make really poor choices. You know, I've seen many children do this. You give them a toy, and instead of actually playing with the toy, they're more interested in the tag. Yes, I've seen this. A baby, you give them, let's say, a stuffed toy. They won't play with the stuffed toy. They'll keep touching the tag. That's more fascinating for them. Or many children, when you give them toys, they will not use those toys for how you're actually supposed to play with them. They will use it in however their imagination works. Isn't it? I mean, you've seen children play in the most funniest of ways, right? With toys, in ways that those toys are not meant to be played with. And what happens is, that many times, when they will not use toys for what they are made, will those toys survive for long? No. They won't. And when you see them doing such things, you wonder, what's wrong with you? I remember one man getting very angry. 
that I bought you this toy so that you would play with it. And here you are just playing with the tag. If it was just the tag, I could give you any piece of paper. Right? Why so much money? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent us in this world not so that we just get lost in playing and amusement and distraction and the zina and the tafakhur and the takathur. He sent us here so that we can get to Jannah. But here we are getting lost in what? In the tools, in the packaging. We've been given a car to make it to drive to a certain destination. And here we are just sitting in the car admiring the steering wheel and admiring the random pieces in the car, well, that car is useless if you don't use it to get to your destination. Somebody gives you a book to use, to write on. And instead of writing it, you just clean it every day. And you just touch it, and you look at it, and you flip the pages, and that's it. You don't use it. Is that what the book was given to you for? No. Is this what the life of this world was given to us for? That we play and amuse ourselves? And just decorate ourselves and boast to each other? And just keep increasing more and more until death comes? No. This is mata'ul ghurur. Realize what this life is. What its purpose is. Recitation. اعلموا انما الحياه الدنيا لعب وله وزينه وتفاخر بينكم وتكاثر في الاموال والاولاد كمثل غيث أعجب الكفار نباته ثم يهيج فتراه مصفرا ثم يكون حطاما وفي الآخرة عذاب شديد ومغفرة من الله ورضوان وَمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا مَتَاعُ الْغُرُورِ